as the Lord said to um, Joshua. Again, I think I put this last week. Uh, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's wonderful for many of us who are constantly on the move. Uh, And also for those of us who aren't. Anyhow, let's take a few seconds. Take a few seconds uh, to prepare for uh, our Bible study this evening in the book of Job. It's um, something that's very simple to do. It's confession of sins. And also try to uh, separate the uh, pressures or the uh, distractions of the day so that we can learn from the the text of the Word of God. So let's close our eyes and bow our heads. And in a few seconds, I will open us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for uh, your extraordinary essence upon which your love for us is based. And we're thankful that you loved us to the extent that you sent your Son to be our Savior. And we're thankful, Father, for the gracious method of being justified. We simply believe in the the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrificial work on the cross. We're also thankful from uh, the books of the Bible, like the book of Job, we learn more of you, and it should be from those uh, lessons and what we learn about you, that our faith should be strengthened and our lives should be um, a, uh, we should be, have consolation for things that uh, occur, in, occur in our lives. So we ask, Father, for God the Holy Spirit to guide us this evening as we study the Word of God in the book of Job. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, As I was reading a book, as a matter of fact, it was a book that uh, found at uh, the uh, uh, ICR while Hal and I were in Dallas, it's a book written by Henry Morris about the record of Job. And this is um, one of the... Um, he doesn't really uh, write a commentary. He simply uh, writes... Uh, Parts of it that he believes focus on creation, uh, and mu- much of it does. But uh, also his um, more more or less his reflections on uh, how important uh, the the book of Job is. He 
there's one uh, section here that I thought you'd that you would find um, interesting, and that is the misunderstood purpose of Job. He says, unfortunately, many expositors maintain that the main the main theme in Job is the mystery of suffering. Why do the righteous <laughs> suffer? Why does a God who is omnipotent, thus able to prevent suffering, and merciful, thus willing to prevent suffering, allow suffering, particularly in the lives of those who have done nothing to deserve it? This problem is a major weapon in the uh, atheist's arsenal and thus is a major theme of numerous books in Christian apologetics. But that is not the major theme of the book of Job. With all due respect to the many capable and godly preachers and writers who have taught that this is the major question addressed in Job, we still have to note that if this is the question, it is never answered in the book of Job. It is not answered by the fact that Job is finally restored and made more prosperous than ever. Many godly Christians go through suffering without any restoration. Many have been martyred, Think of the Apostle Paul, for example. Nor is it answered in the terms of future life. Multitudes have died and thus have no prom, uh, no uh, have died outside of Christ, and thus, with no promise of heaven, those tremendous suffering on earth had no obvious cause and effect relationship to previous sins. On the other hand, many blatantly sinful men and women have enjoyed health, prosperity, and long lives. Scripture deals with these problems, but they are not answered in the book of Job. Though suffering is discussed at a great length by Job and his friends, the friends insist on a patently wrong answer. And Job acknowledges he doesn't know the answer. When God finally stops their uh, philosophizing, he doesn't give the answer either. He does not even mention the subject in his four-chapter discourse, which would be strange if the question of unmerited suffering is God's reason for including the book of Job in the Holy Scriptures. But if this not, is not the purpose, what is the purpose? To understand and appreciate the purpose, we need to explore more fully the remarkable scientific and historical data scattered throughout the book, especially in the climactic sermon of God in its final chapters. And then uh, much of the book written by Henry Morris deals with scientific and historical data. And his 
um, uh, position would be that the book of Job is another one of the many book books that teach us more about God, uh, what he has done historically and scientifically, so that we should, we ought to have more of uh, an understanding of who God is, what he's done, and the world in which we live. And I think that's uh, an important um, position to take. All right. We're in Job, the book of Job. And last week, uh, I tried to bite off a little bit more than we really could chew. Um, but we did... Um, uh, read through, work our way through the uh, the two books, the two chapters <clears throat> that Eliphaz uh, spoke in his dialogue. So here we are in the book of Job, uh, Eliphaz's first speech, Job 4 and 5. And today, this evening... Uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to move, uh, work our way through Job 6 and 7, which is Job's uh, response to Eliphaz, uh, but also his, uh, uh, his approach to what's happening in his life. Uh, first of all, let's quickly review uh, review, uh, what Eliphaz had to say. Uh, His uh, first dialogue, we'll see that he has three dialogues, and this is his first one. First of all, uh, Eliphaz's uh, rebuke of Job. And if we go to chapter 4, we're going to see we can almost read the first chap, the first uh, verse of every one of these sections, and we have a sense of what he has, what he's saying. So, first of all, Eliphaz's rebuke of Job, uh, and this is chapter four, verses one through six, and he says, verse two: If one attempts a word with you. Will you become weary? But who can withhold himself from speaking? So he's saying, I have something to say to you, uh, and you're probably not going to receive it very well, uh, but will you uh, hold your peace while I essentially criticize you? Uh, Secondly, Eliphaz, his reasoning about suffering. And if we read verse 7 of this section, verses 7 through 11, he says, Remember now, whoever perished being innocent. In other words, he's saying, uh, what's happening in your life? Has this ever happened to somebody who was innocent? Well, 
the answer to that is apparently yes, because uh, Job uh, has not committed um, sins, first of all, that either one of his friends knows, so they couldn't say, uh, you know, you need to stop doing this, uh, smoking, you know, you just got to give up smoking or chewing or um, honky-tonking. I think that's what they do down in Texas, maybe. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, that's what he's going to, they're going to criticize him, and they don't have any idea what they're saying. Third, Eliphaz's report of a vision. And you may remember, beginning in verse 12, because this is chapter 4, 12 through 21, he says in verse 12, now a word was secretly brought to me, and my ear received a whisper of it. So he's saying that I have uh, inside information, and it came to me uh, through a vision or uh, a, uh, a dream. And that's <clears throat> uh, chapter 4, verse 12 through 21. And then... When we get to chapter 5, uh, Eliphaz's recommendation to Job, uh, he says in verse 1, Call it out now. Is there anyone who will answer you? And to which of the holy ones will you turn? So here he is. He's now going to make his recommendation in chapter 5, 1 through 16, to Job. And it's a rather lengthy section, verse 16, takes us down to verse 16. But this is uh, Eliphaz's sort of meandering recommendation to Job. And then finishes the chapter, uh, chapter 5, 17 through 27, his reminder of God's blessings. Uh, verse 17 says, Behold, Happy, blessed is the man whom God corrects. Of course, we could say that sounds uh, like a, a passage in Hebrews uh, 12. Uh, behold, take notice of this. The word behold is not just uh, see this or uh, know this, but it means to... Uh, Pay close attention to something. Happy, blessed is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty of God. And so that's the first dialogue um, by uh, Eliphaz. And now uh, we're going to see Joab's or Job's uh, first reply to Eliphaz. And this is going to be Job uh, 6 and 7. Uh, let's look at the, the outline that we have here. Uh, the outline is going to be uh, Job's defense of his complaining. So he begins in chapter 6, beginning 1 uh, through 7. Job's defense of his complaining. In other words, he's complaining but he's going to tell us that there's a reason for his complaining. Secondly, Job's despair in his suffering and one of his uh, 
some of his despair is that there's uh, little or nothing for which he can act. What can he do um, because of the condition that he's in? Uh, and that's cha- uh, chapter 6, verses 8 through 13. Point three here, we see from chapter 6, verse 14 to 23, we see Job's disappointment in his friends. And this is where we, uh, it's a, a point that I was making last last week, and we'll begin that place, we'll begin there. This uh, this evening as well is that Job was disappointed in his friends because they came and the first uh, uh, efforts they make are uh, uh, criticizing him instead of trying to encourage him. So Job's disappointment in his friends, chapter six, fourteen to twenty-three. Fourth. We're going to see that, see Job's plea to the three. Um, so we'll see his plea to his free, his three friends. Chapter six, twenty-four through thirty. Twenty-four through thirty. And then, We'll see Job's pattern of misery, chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. So the pattern of his misery, he'll talk about the various uh, misery, miseries, I guess you could say, his problems that he has. And then 6, we're going to finish chapter 7, rather, again, another lengthy section, uh, which we believe doesn't it starts out a little diffi- uh, difficultly, but Job's prayer to God, and you can kind of see that he's addressing his uh, his requests to God, chapter seven, six through twenty-one. Job's prayer to God. And it's uh, one of those prayers that I think all of us at one time or another, another time or another, have uh, similar prayers to that. It's asking God why uh, and trying to understand what is happening in his life. And uh, if it's happening in his life, then it must be from God and uh, his uh, interest in why it's occurring. So, all right. Job's first reply to Elisaz here. Uh, Job's defense, first of all, of his complaining. Chapter 6, 1 through 7. Verse 1. Then Job answered, and he's answering Eliphaz, and he said, and as we see what's happening here uh, when Job answers here. He didn't 
he doesn't really respond directly to Eliphaz. He doesn't say to him directly. Um, and this may be the reason the text does not speces- uh, specify a name here. Job usually respond, responded to all three of his friends, not to any one of them individually. Uh, and I think that that was uh, Job's sense here, that he's really not trying to attack his friends, but he is going to answer them. His friends, in turn, did not respond point by point to what Job said. Consequently, the dialogue is not so much a conversation between friends as it is a speech uh, back and forth. You could almost call it a speech uh, contest in which one speaker tries to win a debate and impress his audience with his rhetoric. So, verse 2, Oh, that my grief were fully weighted and my calamity laid with it lay uh, and my calamity lay with it on the scales for when it, for then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea therefore my words have been rash uh, the uh, job here the sufferer said that the reason he was complaining was that his anguish or his irritation was heavy. He even says here that it's heavier than the sand. You know, one of the things that uh, I learned early in in life uh, is that sand is really heavy. It's something that's um, uh, difficult to move around if you try to move much of it uh, at a time. As a matter of fact, that's why uh, uh, sandbags are used to uh, hold water, to prevent water from uh, uh, moving beyond it because it's heavy and it will even soak up a lot of water. So when he says here that it would be heavier than the sand of the sea, it's because sand is heavy. Uh, And he compares that to his misery. He's saying that his misery would be heavier than sand. And we could actually say um, it's heavier than uh, soaking uh, sin or, uh, sand because it's the sand of the sea. Uh, he says that if he was to place it on this, the scales, uh, his misery would be heavier uh, his words, seemingly impetuous, were nothing compared with his suffering. That's what he's saying. Verse 4. For the arrows of the Almighty are within me. My spirit drinks in their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. So Job's suffering was so intense that he... Uh, portrays it here as arrows and he he's not saying they're coming from someone else but they're coming from from God and the sense here that 
uh, his spirit drinks in their poison. So he's saying that these arrows are tipped uh, in poison. The arrows of the Lord are generally symbolic of his judgment, or we could say his his wrath. Job also assumed that God was required to reward the uh, Job also assumed that God was required to uh, reward the obedient and punish the guilty in this life. And he may have presumed that God was punishing him unjustly. That's what he's saying here. He's uh, receiving the, these arrows. Uh, but Job is going to say that they are, um, this is unjust. Um, the, the terrors of God are raised against me. Verse 5. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass? Uh, this is rather an interesting uh, comparison. Uh, Job is complaining. Uh, but the wild donkey doesn't bray when he has grass. In other words, uh, there is uh, food. Uh, he's being treated well. Or does the ox low over its fodder? Uh, and the answer for both of those would be no. Can flavorless food be eaten without salt? Or is, or is there any taste in the white of an egg? Uh, the idea here is the compare the comparison here is um, is he going to uh, enjoy the food that is um, bland or is has no flavor at all and he uses the white of an egg as that uh, comparison so he's saying he's trying to come up uh, with a comparison of his for his complaining my soul refuses to touch them the the uh, uh, the food that is uh, flavorless they are as loathsome lonesome, lonesome food to me so job compares his life to food that cannot be eaten his complaining he would say we might uh, understand here is justified uh, <clears throat> often and this is the point I made uh, at the close of last uh, last class is that often just allowing someone to complain is uh, is beneficial um, if someone is complaining, it's not we got to jump in there and put a stop to the uh, complaining or point out uh, where they're where they're wrong, because often when something is difficult, uh, adversity in our lives, we simply off, often need to simply uh, speak to someone else about it. We often call it getting it off our chest. We all have times when we simply need someone to listen. Uh, but rarely uh, are people ready to 
listen. Uh, they have solutions, or so they think. Many people tell others what they think is the solution, when in reality, they probably don't know. Uh, they may not uh, really know the problem uh, very clearly, but they think they have the problem, uh, the solution. Uh, and those people would be fall in the category of know-it-alls. And often it irritates the, the, uh, the person who needs the help more so than it helps him. All right, verse, verses 8 through 13. This is Job's despair in his suffering. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant me the thing uh, that I long, for which I long. That it would pl- that it uh, that it would please God to crush me. Now we're going to find an, uh, a rather unusual uh, request here. What is that request? He he uh, it, the, uh, that God would crush him. In other words, uh, take his life. That he would lose his hand uh, and cut me off. Then I would still have comfort. Though in anguish, I would exult or I would rejoice. He will not spare in spite of pain. In other words, he will not in spite of pain. For I have not concealed, denied the words of the Holy One. So Job here hopes for death. He wanted God to grant his request that he would die. Uh, Every now and then you'll encounter someone who just allows the problems, the difficulties in their lives, and they say, I, I just as soon die as continue here. And that's what Job is saying here, that the uh, his misery is so significant that he desires God to simply take his life. His misery would be ended if God would crush him. Uh, the word here, loose, means to, uh, instead of sustaining his life, he would cut him off. And the, the Hebrew word translated loose carries the idea of being set free. So he's saying, I would be set free from the uh, problems in my life. Uh, cutting him off uh, is the sense of a weaver cutting the thread. And that's... Uh, uh, the basis for these words or the the basic meanings. Uh, The one consolation, the comfort and joy in Job's pain was that he was innocent of defying God. This is the first of several of Job's affirmations uh, of his innocence. Uh, He's going several several times say that he is innocent. Verse 11 What strength do I have that I should hope? And what is my end that I should prolong my life? Uh, Job here had no need to be patient. In other words, says, what strength do I have that I should hope or have uh, patience because he had nothing to hope? In other words, there's no reason to hope um, because of the uh, adversity is so great. Verse 12. 
in my strength is is my strength the strength of stones or is my flesh bronze in other words he says um, his strength is gone uh, did Eliphaz think that Job had the strength of stones in other words stones um, uh, very often are very difficult to to break or even to move depending upon their strength uh, their size and so he's saying does he think i have that kind of strength or that he was as maybe as tough as bronze as uh, uh, he that insensitive his flesh is it like bronze can he just stand up to this uh, Job's next question is should be taken as a negative state uh, a statement uh, in, uh, introduced by a strong affirmation saying indeed so he says is my help not within me and actually that should start uh, with a, the sense of indeed should my help not with it be within me. Thus, Job states that he had no help in himself, no resources. Uh, and his, his, at the end of verse 13, he says, and is success driven from me? And the answer is, yes, it is. So, uh, Job's disappointment in his friends, beginning in verse 14, to him who is afflicted, Kindness should be shown by his friends, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. So even, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty, he is, he's looking for, uh, encouragement from them. When a man is in despair, his friends, Job, Job thought, ought to be loyal, helpful. Job in his pain in his pain had not turned from fearing God, but even if he had, he would still need companionship. Verse fifteen through seventeen here. My brothers have dealt deceitfully, like a brook, like streams of brook of the brooks that pass away. In other words, they are dry, which are dark because of the ice and into which the snow vanishes. So uh, snow can be uh, easily uh, uh, taken for uh, 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 moisture, but ice is more difficult. When it is warm, they cease to flow. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. So his friends had been like a riverbed. In the rainy season, uh, a wadi, that's what we would call them, dried city uh, uh, riverbeds. Uh, The wadi is filled with rushing, raging water from melting snow. But in the summer, when it's most needed, it dries up. So his friends, when most needed, disappoint him. Verse 18 the paths of theirs, and 18 really uh, is the beginning of this uh, uh, this section, 18 and 19. 
need to go to le- go together. But the po- uh, the poetry here, the paths of their way turn aside. There is a, the caravans, and really the name doesn't come up in verse ni- until verse nineteen. But the paths of their way turn aside. They go nowhere and perish. In other words, what they're saying here is that the caravans come to a dry uh, wadi and they try to follow it to find the water, but they can't find it because it goes nowhere and they they perish. Uh, The river dries up and the caravans, looking for the water, deviate from their course, looking for it. Uh, The caravans of Tima look, the travelers of Sheba hope for them. They are disappointed because they were confident. They come there and are confused. So these uh, caravans uh, from Tima and from Sheba, uh, both known for their tradings here, had gotten lost looking for water in the riverbeds. So they were distressed. They are confused. They are distressed. Uh, Verse 21 through 23 talk about these caravans. For now you, friends, are nothing. You see terror and are afraid. Did I ever say, bring something to me or offer a bribe for me from your wealth? Or... Uh, deliver me from the enemy's hand or redeem me from the hand of oppressors. So, um, verses 21 through 23, we see the disappointment of, uh, from 20, from 20, and now he continues speaking to them, uh, his friends. Similar to the ca- uh, caravans, Job was disappointed, expecting help from his three fr- uh, friends, uh, but getting none, because we have a, a, a plural you too here, uh, you, y'all. In fact, seeing Job's dreadful condition, uh, it appears that they're afraid. Perhaps that meant that they were afraid of being punished by God if they, if they sympathized too dem- uh, deeply with someone who had sinned. So, uh, it says here that uh, uh, you see terror and are afraid. And so Job here is wondering if uh, they are not uh, sympathizing with him because they are uh, afraid to do so because uh, God is punishing uh, Joab. And that's what they have this sense of here. Uh, he says, did I ever uh, ask you to bring something to me or offer a bribe for me with, from your wealth or deliver me from the enemy's hand, redeem me from the hand of, uh, of oppressors? No, he, he has never come to them to that. Job had never asked for their help before. Uh, but why wouldn't they help him now when he needed their aid? So he's never... I've been in a situation like this. Uh, what we're going to see here now, this expression of disappointment in his friends, is going to be several of the themes that Job is going to express with them. 
Um, Job's plea to the three, uh, chapter 6, 24 through 30. Teach me and I will hold my tongue. In other words, he's speaking to his three friends and he says, tend me, uh, teach me. Teach me and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Uh, because they are being critical towards him. How forceful are right words. But what does your arguing prove? In other words, how forceful are there are right words, proper words, correct words. But of course, he doesn't believe that they are uh, providing those. Verse 26, do you intend to rebuke my words? And the speech is of a, des- a desperate one which are as wind. Yes, you overwhelm. Uh, and the word here for overwhelm means to cast lots. Uh, yes, you overwhelm or you cast lots for the fatherless and you undermine or barter your friends. Uh, what's being said here in these verses? Having voiced his keen disappointment in his friends, lack of help, Job then pleaded with them to tell him where he had gone wrong. So as they are critical of him, he's saying, where where has he gone wrong? Where's the evidence for your idea that I've sinned? He could benefit from honest words, even though they might be painful. But how did their words help? They weren't helping. Again, this is... Uh, Joab's or Job saying that uh, aren't there words of encouragement here instead of just these words uh, of criticism? Uh, he could benefit from honest uh, these honest words, even though they might be painful. But how did their words help? Not only were their words of no help, they even treated his words like wind. In other words. Uh, they weren't listening to him. It was something that was here and gone. Uh, the three friends seem as opposed to him as if they were taking undue advantage of an orphan or even selling a friend. And that's what he says here, uh, the fatherless. Uh, verse 28. Now, therefore, be pleased to look at me for I would never lie to your face. In other words, he's saying, would I lie? It's a question here. For I would never lie to you. Yield now. Uh, yet now, let there be no injustice. Yes, concede my righteousness. Uh, yes, concede. My righteousness still stands. Verse 30. Is there injustice in my tongue? Cannot my taste discern the unsavory? And the word here for unsavory uh, could also be understood as malice. Uh, It's a difficult word. But cannot my taste discern the uh, unsavory or the malice that they are bringing? Perhaps his friends here could not bear to look on his disfigured face uh, because of the boils, uh, that he has. Uh, Job asks them to look at him. 
He wanted them to note his honesty. Would I lie? And to turn from making unjust and false accusations because he believes that they were. Uh, He was not speaking wickedly, but he could easily discern malice on their part. Uh, So Job here feels himself to be innocent. Uh, Instead, he is being treated uh, as if he has done something wicked. Uh, Now, as we begin uh, chapter 7, we see Job's uh, Job's pattern of misery. Uh, Job here describes the misery of his existence. Uh, Verse 1, verses 1 and 2, as a matter of fact, is there not a time of hard service for man on earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hired man, like a servant who earnestly desires the shade, in other words, relief, and like a hired man who eagerly looks for his wages. In other words, the work is brutal, and the servant only anticipates anticipates the wages. Uh, Job here argues that his own lot uh, is worse than hard service uh, of a uh, of a hired man. Uh, usually, if there's hard work, the hired man or the servant is going to get that. It's not going to um, someone who is hiring them. I remember one time uh, when I had just graduated from high school and I was on my way to college, but that summer uh, I was looking for a job to earn a little bit extra money. Uh, Dad had a friend who had a farm uh, who had who, who needed some work, uh, and the work was um, tearing down a fence and cutting the uh, brambles, the vines from it. Well, it was uh, uh, the first week I managed uh, fairly well, but it was uh, beastly hot, and he told me uh, very. Uh, honestly, he said, this is needed to be done for a couple years, but it's just not something I wanted to do. But you're a strong young man. You can go ahead and do it. Well, by the end of the week, I was just about, uh, ex- I was completely exhausted. Uh, he gave me the toughest job to do. Of course, I was being paid to do it, but it would have been nice if he had stayed there to help. I ended up working on it by myself. Uh, you know, when you're working on something by yourself, uh, the only thing that gets done is what you do. If every now and then somebody can give you a hand, it's not quite so bad. Anyhow, uh, here, here we have heart sir, hard service for a man on the, uh, who's doing the work of a common slave. So Job's use of the word servant here is an indicator that his his life as God's servant has now become full of drudgery and slavery rather than the joyous trust in the Lord. Verse thirteen or verse three. So I have been allotted months of futility, and I think the uh, uh, figure of speech here. So I have been allotted months. 
months means his whole life uh, is what he's saying. I've been allotted a life, but he he expresses it in months because he's saying it's going to be cut short, indicated uh, brevity here and futility. It's hollow. It's uh, and with everything gone, it's insubstantial and wearisome, uh, sorrow, troublesome. Uh, wearisome nights have been appointed to me. In other words, uh, there's no rest. Very often we think uh, if we're not, if it's a tough day or we're not feeling well, if we can go to bed, if we can get some sleep, uh, there is rest here. Uh, but he's saying that there's no rest at night. Simply uh, sorrow. Uh, verse 4. Then I lie down. When I lie down, I say, When shall I arise and the night be end, uh, ended? For I have had my fill of tossing till dawn. In other words, this ref, uh, uh refers to the the restless tossing and turning of the sick man at night on his bed. He's so uh, uh, ill or because he feels uh, he cannot sleep because of the uh, misery. Five, my flesh is caked with with worms and dust. My skin is cracked and breaks out afresh. Uh, this is uh, you know, this is uh, pretty this is brutal i mean as he as he describes his misery uh his disease uh is possibly here a malignant ulcer of some kind that causes the rotting of his flesh necrotic flesh and he's saying that Worms uh, and dust have in, in, uh, infested it. Um, so he's, he says that uh, there is uh, no uh, no relief here. And now we, uh, as we get to uh, verses six through twenty-one, we see Job's prayer to God. Verses 6 through 21. Uh, My days are swifter than a weaver's shovel and are spent without hope. Uh, Saying that my days are swifter than a uh, weaver's shovel. You know, there's a, a once I understand, uh, and every now and then you'd even see this maybe somewhere on uh, a video or something. But someone who is uh, truly skilled with weaving, uh, they can move the shuttle very fast. And that's what he's saying here. Um, and are spent without hope. Uh, and they come to an end without hope. Um, the shuttle moves fast. But then it says that... Uh, they are spent without hope. But that really means, in the, the sense here, is that we come to the end of the thread. He runs out of thread. Oh, remember, my life is a breath. Uh, my eye will never see uh, see good. Uh, 
maybe a bit uh, that last part, my eyes will never again see happiness. Uh, the word good there, you always have to try to stop and uh, determine what the word good means. And here I believe it mean, means happiness. Um, so Job is probably turning here to God as is uh, clear from, we'll see in verse 11. So in my days, he's, he's, he's speaking to God. Oh, remember my life is a breath. And he's speaking to God. My eye will never see again. Uh, I think that uh, even though it's not uh, apparent at the beginning here, I think we can see that uh, this is uh, this him uh, speaking to God. It was God who breathed breath into man's nostril. And so God, God is called to remember that God is but a breath. And that's what we have here. My life is simply a breath. Uh, and it's about to pass. Verse 8. The eye of him who sees me will see me no more. While your eyes are upon me, I shall no longer be. I shall no longer exist. Uh, the meaning of the verse is that God will relent, but it will be too late. He's saying, I'm near death. God now sees him with a very hostile eye. That's his sense. Uh, when he looks for him or looks upon him in friendliness, it will be too late. As the the cloud disappears and vanishes away, so he who goes down to the grave, uh, the word here is Sheol, but it's not referring to, uh, uh, but it, it is referring to death. Uh, death does not come up. So the one who goes down to the grave does not come up again. In other words, if he dies, he's not going to be resurrected here. Uh, this is, I don't believe, he's saying that uh, he doesn't believe in the resurre- resurrection, but he means not resurrected to normal human life. Uh, verse 10, He shall never return to his house, nor shall his place know or recognize him anymore. So as Job turned to God, he first spoke of the brevity of his life here. His life was passing by more rapidly than this weaver's shovel. And it was as short as a breath. And it was vanishing like a cloud. His days were ending without hope. Job here senses that he would never again see happiness uh, in fact, God would no longer see him because he would die. He would be gone in the grave, never to return. Verse 11, Therefore, I will not ref- restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. He's saying this is my uh, my last opportunity to express himself. Uh, the word here for mouth um, is uh, his words uh, for what he says. Joe comes very close uh, to being uh, uh, speaking out against God, but he's he's coming to God, uh, asking him, pleading with him. We might say, uh, but here Job 
excuses him in advance for the the lament. lament. Uh, he says, uh, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Verse 12. Am I a sea or a sea serpent that you set a guard over me? This is rather interesting. Uh, and this is uh, a little bit difficult to interpret this. Um, when he says, am I a sea? Uh, what does he mean by a sea? And most theologians believe that he's referring to the tempest that would be upon the sea. So that uh, he says, am I uh, a sea, a dangerous um, place? Uh, am I a uh, something that is turbulent, uh, maybe chaotic? And then, or a sea serpent, uh, the sea serpent here could very easily be uh, one of those, um, it's the word uh, tenon. And uh, many uh, creationists believe that this is uh, one of the kinds, types of, uh, of, uh, here we have it described as uh, a dragon uh, sometimes, but uh, it could very easily be uh, uh, yes, uh, say it again, I, dinosaurs, yes, types of dinosaur. Couldn't quite uh, pull that together. Uh, but uh, after asking God to re- remember the brevity of his life, Job spoke with restraint and bitterness, uh, without restraint and bitterness to him. Am I the sea or the monster of the deep, he might say, that you put me under guard? Uh, so Job complained that God was watching and uh, suppressing him. This monster was an allusion possibly to mythology, but more than likely... Um, Job has heard or knows of these uh, sea monsters that uh, were more, uh, certainly more plentiful than they are today. Uh, Like the sea or the sea monster dominated and uh, confined uh, by a false god. So Job felt as if there were, as if uh, he were, in a subhuman condition in which the true God was guarding him like a defeated enemy. Verse 13, when I say, and actually what he says here, it's what he's thinking, when I think my bed or my sleep will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you, God, scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions. Uh, sleep again here is the recor- is the recourse of the troubled and unhappy. Um, bed here is the word for sleep. So Job, uh, Job expects sleep to give him the comfort that his friends have not. And then when he says that you, you, God, have scared me with dreams because here Job is uh, very boldly saying 
uh, where could these uh, dreams arise? And he says that they come from God and he's not able to uh, escape them and sleep. Uh, so again, he says he's going to uh, see, seek death. Verse 15. So that my soul, and the word here for soul is also the word for spirit or life, so that my life, nephish, uh, chooses, uh, strangling is the word in the New King James Version, um, suffocation, that my soul uh, chooses suffocation and death rather than my, and the word here for my body is bones, but uh, it's a um, figure of speech f- for the body. Um, so, um, he says that he would rather, he would prefer to suffocate. And uh, he's saying that uh, he would uh, death rather than life. Verse 16, I loathe my life. I would not live uh, forever. You know, there are some people who, who believe that they would like to live forever. And Job says, not me. I'm ready to die. Let me alone. Let me die, he might say. For my days are but a breath or a vapor. So Job's misery causes him to resent life and prefer death. Allow death to come because his life has no meaning. 17. What is man that you should exalt him, that you should set his heart uh, on or regard him? Uh, this is a, ret- a rhetorical question. It is intended to mean that man is too little for God to be making so much over him. Uh, Job is saying, saying that uh, if my suffering, my misery is coming from God, why in the world is God focusing on me? We've got this huge uh, creation, universe. Uh, why... Uh, uh, are you uh, making such a to-do over him? Uh, the expression, set your heart on it, means to concentrate your mind or to pay attention. Um, verse 18, that you should visit him every morning and test him every moment. Um, uh, when God visits, visits people, it always means divine intervention, uh, either for blessing or cursing. But the visit always changes the destiny of the one visited. visited. And here Job is amazed that God would be so involved in the life of a mere human being. The amazing thing is the regularity of the testing. Job is at first amazed that God would visit him. But even more, he's amazed that God is testing him every moment. That's what he's saying through his life here. Verse 19, how long will you, God, uh, not look away from me? He's saying, you're visiting me. You're uh, testing me every moment. Uh, isn't there someone else out there that could uh, get a little attention? How long will you, God, uh, not look away from me and let me alone till I swallow uh, my, my salve? Uh, uh, saliva. 
Joe wonders if God would not look away from him briefly uh, for the uh, for the constant vigiling, uh, vigilance is killing him. Job here felt in, uh, from his frustration. Job felt that God uh, gazed at him continually and would not let him alone, even for one instant. Uh, the the phrase here. Uh, till I swallow my uh, uh, saliva. He's saying, I don't even have time to do that. Verse 20. Have I sinned? What have I done to you, God, O watcher of men? Why have you set me as your target so that I am a burden to myself? Have I become a burden? And I think the translation here uh, so that I am a burden to myself. There's some uh, manuscripts that are differ here. And I think, have I become a burden to you uh, that, uh, because of the fact that you are watching me so much? Uh, Job asks God to tell him how he had sinned and uh, why he is why God, the watcher of men, should stare so closely to Job as if he was like a target. And then verse 21. Why then uh, do you not pardon my transgression? If he's trans- transgressed, would he not forgive him uh, and take away my iniquity? For now or soon... I will lie down in the dust. I will die. And you will seek me diligently to forgive me. But I will no longer be there. Uh, So uh, if Job were a sinner, why didn't God forgive him? He's saying, uh, and uh, be done with it. Here again is another why question by Job. Uh, The time would come when God would no longer toy and tantalize his his enemy. Job would soon be dead. To lie down in the dust meant to be dead. So here we have verses 6, or chapter 6 and 7, this prayer to God. It was mostly a a cry of bitter despair. In Job's life, there was, which was, Job believes, is passing away. Job thought God was constantly tormenting and uh, terrifying him. Sadly, he says, no re- no relief was in sight. So, this is uh, Job's reply to Eliphaz, but in uh, in reality, he is also uh, speaking to God. Uh, he has this problem, this misery, and he is uh, praying to God. So uh, sometimes this is uh, the verses are are difficult uh, again because it's uh, uh, poetry, but I think you can uh, sense uh, Job's frustration, uh, his misery, and uh, he's pushed to the point of uh, asking God, "Why is something like this happening in my life?" And uh, I don't know that any of us have had this type of misery. 
loss in his life and then illness of his own. Um, but uh, Job is to the point of uh, to a point where he he's uh, approaching God uh, almost demanding an answer. Um, and so uh, the uh, I think the uh, the principle for us is that um, God loves us, God's taking care of us, and there are times when we will think that the misery that we are enduring uh, is beyond what we can uh, we can we can endure, but God tells us that we can. Uh, it sometimes pushes us to the limit, but God says, uh, as we uh, see in First uh, First uh, Corinthians six thirteen, that um, we well, God doesn't place us as believers in situations beyond that which we can endure, and so uh, poor Job here. Um, we're learning a little bit more about uh, how we should respond to uh, events in our lives. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful uh, for the story of Job. We're thankful for uh, this situation. Uh, but what we're really learning, Father, is who you are and what you're doing. Uh, and we often have situations in our lives uh, that we probably think, are similar to Job's, but uh, you are there. You are still with us, uh, and you are providing for us. Um, Therefore, Father, help us to continue to uh, have faith in what you are doing for us, and help us, Father, to continue to to, uh, grow even stronger uh, as these events occur. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.